so it is so good to be back preaching in the house of the Lord one more time. So before we begin, let's go to God in prayer. Lord, we just say thank you for the message. Thank you for the scriptures. God, my mouth. Lord, um, guide our thoughts. And Lord, lead us to where we where it is that you want us to be. Move us from where we are to where it is you would have us go. And Lord, I ask you to give me the right words for your people. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. I want you to look at the sermon title for today and tell me, talk back to me today. We're going to do some talking. Everybody ready to talk? What's the title of today's sermon? The Chosen, Away in the Wilderness. Amen. And we just seen God's Chosen today, didn't we? Amen. Right. Uh, when you think about the Chosen, what do you think about? The 12 disciples, the apostles. Very good, Miss Hall. Amen. You get a star. Anybody else? What do you think about when you think about the Chosen? Yes. Married? Okay. All right. Anybody else? Disciples. Thank you, Aunt Susan. Anybody else? Moses, Jesus, leaders, right? Myself. Praise God. Yes. Amen. How many of y'all think of yourselves? Okay, you cheat now. I think you're listening to the Holy Spirit too closely. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, we just celebrated Ash Wednesday, and we had a wonderful time here at New Life at Calvary and at Bridge Thirty Church, didn't we, this week, this Wednesday, right? We had a great time, um, and then we also had a women's retreat, women's breakfast at Bay. So we went from New Life at Calvary, Bridge City Church, and then we went to Bay. Praise God. All three churches in one week. Amen. And it's Ash Wednesday. Now, we're in the Lenten season. I just want to make sure that you all know what is Lent. What is the Lenten season? What are we commemorating? What is that? Huh? Speak up. You got the answer. Speak up. The life, the death, the burial of Jesus Christ. Good. Specifically, the Lenten season commemorates Christ before Easter. And it also uh, marks the 40-day period which observes when Jesus went into the wilderness or the desert for 40 days to do what? Pray and what else? Fast and pray. So we commemorate that time with our own fasting and praying, don't we, right? So who is giving up or fasting or doing something for Lent? What are you fasting on? What are you feasting on? Yes, Walter, is that a hand? Fasting on food, okay. Giving us some things you need to give up. Praise the Lord, amen. Are you feasting on anything? God's word. What about vegetables? Amen, fruits and vegetables, hallelujah. Okay, anybody else? What are you feasting on? What are you fasting from this, this month? Lenten season, anybody else? Salt. Okay, she's fasting from salt. Anybody else? Red meat. I heard a couple of people say sugar too. Um, anybody else? Colas. That can be a good one. Okay, yes, sir. 
Cigars. Okay, wonderful. And the hope is to not just to fast, but also to pray and feast on something spiritual. Get closer to God. You really don't need those certain things. All you really need is what? All you really need is what? God. Okay, good. Wonderful. You guys get a star. So, um, now we have the chosen away in the wilderness. Now let's talk about wilderness. Jesus was in the wilderness for 40 days. What do you think about when you think about wilderness? Nothing around. Nothing helpless. Wow, nature at its finest, right? Uh, animals, uh, no provision, heat, um, no food, right? Helpless pain, no way out. Okay, if uh, we could put the uh, scripture back up, Mark 8, if that's possible. In Mark chapter 8, um, we see that Jesus was in the wilderness, again, with um, a crowd of 4,000. And Mark chapter 8, um, it talks about how Jesus says, I have compassion on the crowd because they have been with me now for three days and have had nothing to eat. If I send them away hungry to their homes, they will faint on the way. And some of them have come a great distance, okay? So we see that they are in the desert and the Jesus has compassion on the crowd and he wants to feed them, okay? Verse 4, uh, it says, his disciples reply, how can one feed? Or satisfy, I like how it says satisfy. Um, uh, how can one feed? Um, but where in this remote place can anyone get enough bread to feed them? Verse five, keep going, please. And he asked them, How many loaves do you have? Okay, thank you. So, um, you ever been to the wilderness before? Been to the wilderness? Yeah. Um, there's, there's Forest Hills Park. That's a wilderness. That's a park. It's a huge park, right? Um, Manor Beach. I would consider that to be a wilderness because the beach is very long until you get to the shore. You got a park very far off and it's when the sand is hot, it's like you in the desert, right? Um, it's not fun. Anybody ever been camping before? Oh yeah. Okay. So yesterday at our women's breakfast, Pastor Toby was preaching on Feel Your Fire and she gave us these wonderful little books to take notes in. And she said that she and Aunt Susan, raise your hand, um, were, if she's in here, there she is back there. They were Girl Scouts. Was anybody ever a Girl Scout? Okay. All right. Anybody was the Boy Scout? All right. Now there was uh, one important thing Pastor Toby said. She said in order um, to survive out there, they had to make sure they had a fire. They had to have a fire. Why? Because if they didn't have a fire, one, they weren't going to have food. And number two, they weren't going to have any heat out there in that wilderness. Okay. You need three things for a fire. We were asked several times. Does anybody remember what three things do you need for a fire? Oh, sticks, matches, what else I'm hearing? Oxygen, that's one. Renee, did you have the other two? Heat and fuel. Very good. Oxygen, heat, and fuel, okay? Thank you very much, Pastor Toby and Aunt Susan. So we learned that we need that fire out in the wilderness, right? Or else we won't survive. Can I tell you today, sometimes we can be like in a wilderness in our life. Um, raising children, at work, 
coming to church, believing for things that you've been believing for for a very long time, um, issues with your friends or your families. Anybody going through any wilderness situations today? Um, what about just going on this fast? Is that a wilderness situation for you today? Sometimes it can be. Yes, yeah, some of you are nodding. So that's very important to recognize that you have been in the wilderness and it doesn't feel good. Sometimes you feel lost. Sometimes you feel helpless. Sometimes there's pain. Amen. When your stomach is grumbling. Amen. Um, sometimes you're used to having those same old things you're used to having, but that you want to change. Um, but Jesus says, um, I want to give them something so they don't faint on the way home. That fire is kind of like what Jesus is providing for us so we don't faint in our wilderness. Um, I want you to know that Jesus is making a way in your wilderness today. Amen. I want you to start asking God not to get me out of my wilderness situation, but Lord, come into my wilderness situation. Lord, I need you. I need your fire. I need your Holy Spirit. Amen. That, that um, air is kind of like the Holy Spirit, what Pastor Toby was talking about. We need the Holy Spirit to breathe on us, to fan those flames, so we can get through some of those wilderness situations, so we can get through Lent, so we can fast, so we can work, so we can live our lives Sunday morning worship is kind of like that fueling the fire, right? Yes, it's giving us direction for the week. So I want you to tell your neighbor, like um, Deacon Tanya said earlier, you are chosen. Say, you are chosen. Again, tell your neighbor, you are chosen. Now, today we saw, we had a great example to start to our service. We had deacons and elders. They were chosen by God. Hallelujah. Um, the apostles revealed um, in verse 4, not only where they were, but they also revealed a problem. Now, looking at verse 4, it says, we are in a remote place. We're in a wilderness, is what King James says. And the New, Re- New Revised Standard Version says the desert. Those are all biblical meanings of that wilderness, the desert place, a hard time. Um, but Jesus said, how many loaves do you have? Um, so I want you to think about your wilderness and I want you to ask yourself, what do I have? What do you have in your situation? The wilderness is not a mistake. Jesus was led into his wilderness. You're being led into a wilderness. Amen. Um, what do you have? The thing I like about Jesus, when he asked him, how many loaves do you have? He already knew the answer. Um, in the book of Ezekiel, God showed Ezekiel a valley of dry bones. And God asked Ezekiel, Ezekiel, can these bones live? And Ezekiel said, um, God, only you know. You know, why would you ask me a question like that? And God said, prophesy to these dead bones and you will see them come back to life. So Ezekiel did just that. Those dead bones begin to rattle, dead men's bones. They begin to rattle. They begin to form a person. And the ligaments and the joints and the muscles and the veins and the skin and the hair and the eyeballs and the fingers, they all begin to come back together. Sometimes God is telling you, you have to prophesy over your situation. Amen. And your wilderness situation. Now, he did this, and the, the men, the army was standing there, but they weren't alive. And God said, 
prophesy again. And this time, the breath of God will come in to those dead men's boat, and they came alive. Amen. Sometimes you don't have to just prophesy, not once, but again and again and again and again and again until you begin to see what it is that you're looking for. Amen? Amen, somebody. So we have to learn how to prophesy. Now, what did Ezekiel have? He was in a valley, a desert of dry bones, no water, a wasteland, no, no nothing. All he had was the word of God in his mouth. Sometimes all you need is a word from God and what you have right there. Sometimes you have to prophesy life into your situations. Amen, somebody. So what do you have in your situation? God has asked you this, but God already knows the answer. Hallelujah. All Ezekiel had was his mouth and a word from God. Now, the apostles, like Ms. Hall said, were chosen. They were anointed to go out and to heal the sick and drive out the demons and, and do so on and so forth to do God's work and preach the word of God. But here they are in the wilderness with 4,000 people wondering, how are we going to satisfy? How are we going to feed? Not just feed them. How are they going to be satisfied out here? I love how that scripture says satisfied. Um, and it's like they forgot who Jesus actually was. I mean, these are the apostles, okay? God was the one that um, called them, commissioned them, and said, go out in the Great Commission. And they did the miracles. They healed people. Um, they saw the deaf and the mute being healed. They saw Jesus walk on the water. They saw one of the disciples walk on the water. Amen. Amen, somebody. They saw these things. And not only they're here with the 4,000 people, but they were in the wilderness before with 5,000 people and less food. They only had was a little boy's lunch. Y'all remember that story? And here they are with more food, less people, and they're still asking God, well, how are we going to do this? How are we going to satisfy this? How many of us do that sometimes? We get in the wilderness. Oh, yeah, we get in a wilderness situation more than once in life. The wilderness is not just a one-time thing. Amen, somebody. The wilderness is not a one-time thing. God's going to keep leading you into wilderness after wilderness after wilderness. And it's to test your faith and to grow you up in God. So what happened is Jesus um, told them to sit down. I'm going to, um, he took the bread like we're going to have today, communion. He gave thanks and he broke it. And um, there were 4,000 people that were fed that day. Seven big baskets were left over of, and a few fish. Tell your neighbor, you are chosen. You are chosen. Amen. Now. This week, we have been doing the Bible study called The Chosen, and this week we are on part three, right? Have you guys been doing the Bible study with the church? Okay, wait a minute. So this week, we are, um, the title is Jesus Loves the Little Children. Now, you know I got to sing. You remember that song? Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world. I don't hear you singing. Very all precious in God's sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. You guys sound wonderful today. Amen. Y'all came to hear a word and sing. Praise God. So this story is not scriptural. It didn't happen the way the video shows it. However, it's based on scripture. Jesus was teaching in the wilderness again. It's like Jesus loved me in the wilderness. 
And now he's teaching children. Now, childhood itself can be considered to be a wilderness. Why? Because they need provision. Why? Because sometimes it's painful. Um, because they're helpless. And if you don't help them, they're not going to find a way out. They need direction, right? So not only is Jesus in the wilderness, he's with the wilderness in the wilderness. It's wilderness upon wilderness upon wilderness. Amen. It's like the bottom of the barrel, the least of the least. Anybody ever felt like they were the least of the least? The least qualified? Oh, yeah. The least qualified. But God shot you up, Camilla. Camilla. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God shot you up and used you for his glory, didn't he? Sometimes we feel like the least of the least when God calls us, right? But he has a plan for you. Um, Jesus taught the least of the least, the bottom of the barrel, and he took time for them. And there was a little boy, uh, metaphorically named Isaiah, who was so taken by Jesus, he had to keep telling his friends, come see, come see this man. Come see what he's doing. Come on, come on, come on. That's how kids, that's what kids do. You know, look, come on, let's go, come on, come on, let's go. And so the kids was following Isaiah. Isaiah even brought a little girl. Now, um, little um, boys usually didn't, um, you know, play with little girls, but he brought a little girl. And Jesus was in that wilderness teaching them, um, and he was asking them questions. He was teaching them the prayers. Now, he taught them the Torah, which is the first five books of the Bible, or the books of Moses, okay? And the little boys were only supposed to go to Torah school, not the little girls. And Jesus is asking all these questions in this video, and this little girl's like, I got the answer. I got the answer. I know it. I know it. And she could read better than some of them little boys. Amen. Oh, Hallelujah. And Jesus called her out. He said, you are a special girl. You are special. And I'm going to use you, even a little girl. Hallelujah. Um, but anyhow, so in Matthew chapter 18, Jesus says, unless you become as a little child, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. And in this episode, Jesus is quoted saying many times, adults need to have faith of a little child. What do you need to have faith for today? Oh, we got to have faith for something to come out of our wilderness, don't we? We have to have faith for something in order for God to work. We need to have faith as a little child. When a, you tell a little child, hey, we going to the store today. You don't have to bribe that child to get in the car and hurry and let's go. That child will beat you to the door. If you tell that child, if you get an A on your report card, I'm going to give you X dollars. I'm going to get you this Xbox or whatever. That little child's going to do what they can to get that Xbox. Amen. If you tell a child we're going to Cedar Point, they're going to say, what time? Not when, what time we leaving today? They want to go to Disney World. They want to go to Cedar Point. Hallelujah. You don't have to take a, it don't take a lot to convince a child, do you? But we sometimes are stubborn, and we have to go back to childhood. Remember that song? Back in the day when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. But someday I say I wish I was a kid again. Because guess what? When you get older, life gets more complicated. All right? Yes. Yes, it does. And sometimes we get, when we get more responsibilities, more money means more problems. We have to go back to childhood in our mind and our faith sometimes, right? So, God would even use a child. Somebody say, children are chosen. Oh, say that again. Say, children are chosen. Hallelujah. And can we even say, women are chosen? Somebody say, women are chosen. Did you guys know that it's Women's History Month this month? Oh, we're going to look at Judges. 
if we could put that on the screen, Judges chapter 4, there was a woman named Deborah. Okay, and she was a judge. Let's read this together. Um, Now, Deborah, a prophet, the wife of Lapidoth, was leading Israel at that time. She held court under the palm of Deborah, the palm of Deborah, amen, between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim. And the Israelites went up to her to have their disputes decided. Amen. Um, hey, thank you very much. So Deborah was the first and the only prophetess that judged Israel. Women's History Month goes back to the Bible. Amen. Amen, somebody. Oh, yes. Um, and why? Because there was no man available at the time. Wait a minute, New Life at Calvary. We kind of in that same kind of predicament right now, aren't we? Right now, we got two women pastors leading the church of God. Amen. Because God chose us. God called us. And can I tell you, we're making history because we're the first two women to pastor together here at New Life at Calvary in the history of Calvary and at the history of Glenville. Amen, somebody. Amen, somebody. Amen. You are chosen. Even women are chosen. And so um, in the book of Judges, back to the story. In the book of Judges, the people did what was right in their own eye. God called Judges because... They were not doing what they were supposed to be doing in the promised land. God delivered them from Egypt. They were slaves and God brought them over and they were still not following them. Ten commandments or them 600 something uh, statutes, those laws. Okay. And so God will allow their neighboring countries to rule over them as enemies. And that would be their punishment when they wouldn't follow God. And so um, they would be punished. And punishment is kind of a wilderness, isn't it? Um, not having the usual leadership, a man available, is kind of a wilderness, isn't it? It's not something that you're used to. Um, but they were punished, and they and and so finally, God raised up Deborah, and she spoke for God. In verse six, if you can put that up, please. Um, Judges chapter four, verse six. Um, she sent for Barak, son of Abinoam. From Kadesh and Naphtali, and said to him, The Lord, the God of Israel, commands you, go take with you 10,000 men of Naphtali and Zebulun and lead them up to Mount Tabor. Keep going, please. I will lead Sisera, this is God speaking, the commander of Jabin's army with chariots and his troops to the Kishon River. And give him into your hands. I will give him that. Thank you. I will give him into your hands is what God is saying, right? Um, but Barack, you know, he was kind of defiant. Um, he had conditions on his response. He said, if you go, I will go with you. And he's talking to Deborah now. But he said, if you're not going to go with me, I'm not going to go. How many of y'all know that's defiant? At that time, it's common for military leaders to bring something with them that was like uh, uh, good luck. And Deborah was that good luck person. Um, When he and the army were to look at her, then they would have confidence and they would want to win the war. But somebody tell your neighbor, when God sends you to go somewhere, all you really need is the word of God. Tell your neighbor, all you need is the word of God. All 
you need is the, you don't need a tradition. Hallelujah. You don't need what used to happen in the past. All you need was what God is telling you to do right now. All right, somebody. Um, so what happened was she said, okay, uh, we have these defined answers. We have reasons. We're codependent, not confident in ourselves, not confident in God, not trusting God. But God gave him grace anyways. He says, okay, she said, I will go with you, but you're not going to have any glory in this. And God said, I will uh, sell Sisera into the hand of a woman. Did I tell y'all it was Women's History Month? Hallelujah. God was going to give the glory to another woman, not just one woman, two women. All because Barak didn't trust the word of the Lord. So um, I just want to know today, you are, I want you to know that you are chosen, but I want to know what is it that God is calling you to do today? Some of you already know what it is that God is calling you to do, and you're just not listening, or you're just acting like you got all these reasons. What are you supposed to be doing today? Uh, uh, serving. Praise the, come on, this is a smart church. Praise God. You're supposed to be serving. Hallelujah. Doing the work of God. Amen. Um, so when you're not following, um, God's orders, that can be considered to be a wilderness also because you're lost. There's no provision where you are. Where God is, is where the provision is. Hallelujah. When God tells you to do something, God will go ahead of you and make things happen for you. Amen. Just like he did with Barak. Um, but God is compassionate and Jesus is compassionate and God is making the way in the wilderness. God created your wilderness today. Did you know that? God not only created the natural wilderness, he created the, na- the, the wilderness in your life. God designed it for you. You are anointed like the apostles and chosen to go through your wilderness. You are anointed for your job. You are anointed for your children. You are anointed for your marriage. Hallelujah. You are anointed for this church. Wonderful God. Thank you, Lord. You are anointed for your positions. So whatever the wilderness situation that you're in today, just know that God has called you. He hasn't left you. You don't have to know how. God did it last year, and God's going to do it this year. God did it during COVID. God can do it this year too. Hallelujah. Sometimes God needs to get you in the wilderness to get you all by yourself. So you don't have to rely on your friends. You don't have to rely on traditions. Don't look to the left or to the right. Just go straight ahead and do what God told you to do. I would have never imagined in my dreams I would be up here preaching to you today. Never. It's not even my personality. It's not. But God called me to preach. Hallelujah. And I love it. Amen. And not only that, God used me to make history with Pastor Kelly. And God also called me to be the first black woman to be ordained eco. Hallelujah. What? Thank you. What is God calling you to do today? It's not that bad. The enemy will try to trick you and try to keep you out of your promised land, but God has something for you today. You have never seen or imagined the good things that God has for you today. Tell your neighbor, you are chosen. Hallelujah. And God will use you. You need to have faith as a ch- of a child faith of a child. When we are weak, God is strong. And I'm going to tell you this. I wasn't always um, excited about being a pastor, okay? I was scared. Um, I, I might not have told y'all that, 
But I was not always ready, okay? And even sometimes the thoughts keep coming to me now. Are you sure you want to do this? Did God really say for you to do it? I'm going to listen to God. Some, you know what? Sometimes it's okay to have a little bit of healthy fear because you know that this ain't going to happen unless God helps me in this situation. You need God to go wherever it is that God is calling you to go. How are you going to get through your wilderness? With God. Do you know what? Jesus has many names, but one name that he has is called the what? The way, the truth, and the lie. Amen. He is your way in the wilderness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You are making a way. Hallelujah. So don't be like the apostles that was called. This is the charge to all of you, not just the deacons, the elders. Don't be like the apostles that was called and they did all those miracles and they still forgot what God was going to do. Be a Deborah, be a David, be a me or a PK. Answer God's call and go out in boldness. Be a Deborah. Hallelujah. Be that little girl that went to the wilderness with all those little boys. Because we know what 2022, if a little girl go out into the wilderness, when a bunch of little boys are going to be the grown man, it's not, probably not going to be good. But she did it. Amen. <laughs> I love what Pastor Rick, Pastor Rick is still preaching on Facebook. He is doing posts, and I love what he said this week. We all blow it. Acts chapter 3, verse 19. Repent. And turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out, that times of refreshing may come from the Lord. Hallelujah. We all blow it sometimes. When you get called, guess what? You're not going to be perfect all the time. I'll be the first one to tell you that, okay? You're not going to be perfect all the time. But you must be willing. Hallelujah. What is God calling you to do today? And what do you have? Do you have just a little bit of faith today? Hallelujah. Just a little bit of faith. God is the way out of no way in your wilderness. And I believe and declare you will come out of your wilderness greater and stronger. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Let's go to God and pray today as our praise team comes up and we're getting ready to sing a responsive song. We've got to have communion today. Lord, we just say thank you for the scriptures today. Thank you for your word and thank you for choosing us. Thank you for your, our elders and our new deacons, God. Thank you for those that have served with us already, Lord. You have called every last one of us to do your will in this world, to serve your people in our church, Lord. And we just say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we are equipped. Thank you, Lord, that with you we can do all things through your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, that we are not alone. Thank Thank you, Lord, that we have provision. Help us to just have the strength to go one day after one day after one day. Thank you, Lord, that even when we're on our way and when we have detours, we can still come back to you. We can still look to you and we can still do what you called us to do, God. We say thank you, Lord, that you love us and you have a great plan for our life, our church, and our world. We continue to pray for Ukraine, Lord. Deliver them, Lord. Deliver them out of their wilderness, Lord. Thank you that you've delivered so many of them. Lord, we just say thank you for everything that you're doing in our lives to this day. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen.